2014, we got back into the real estate game. I had met my wife. We decided we both have this passion for buying real estate. That's when you know it started to surface again. Oh, you, you've had a bankruptcy, but mm. it really didn't hold me back because we got creative real quick with our financing. So it just was always there, kind of a black mark. But it never, it never held me back really. And you know, I'd always thought in the beginning too when I first started doing podcasts and things like that. I'm like. I'm not sure if I'm going to tell people that, but I thought, you know what? It, that's my life, man. That's that's what happened to me. And hopefully there's people out there that maybe that could help or have gone through the same thing. And, and you know what I mean? You, you're going to get beat up, but that doesn't mean you have to stop. You can't get back in the game. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's guest, Grant Warrington, I actually had on fairly recently. He helped me out with kind of recapping the Detroit event, but we didn't go deep on who he is, his story, and everything else. He's an investor, an entrepreneur. He's got a really cool history that we're going to talk about. He's been a GoBundance member coming up on a year now, or maybe when this releases, it's going to be right at that year mark. He's also, uh, all of his success, I fully attribute to my guidance and wisdom. I consider him the Ugly Luke Skywalker to my beautiful Yoda, Brett Warrington, man. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, buddy. I've been uh, waiting to get on the show. So uh, thanks for the invite, finally. Yeah, of course. Well, I needed to make sure that you uh, suffered long enough before I allowed you to come into this space. I of control course. you. I control everything in your world. Of course. Of course. All right. All right. So you're look, you've got a, a cool story, man. You came from um, uh, fairly, I don't know, I, I don't want to say meager or whatever beginnings, but you're in the construction industry. You know, at some point you had this epiphany and you want to take a move into the real estate space. But what was that? What precipitated that that desire to make a leap from, you know, a steady job with a pension and a union union benefits? I mean, all the stuff yeah. that you hear about, like, yeah, it's kind of locked down. You can ride it out from that to really, really just scrambling your life up a little bit and going into the real estate space. Yeah. I, I don't know. I always wanted something different. I was in that space. Um, you know, like you said, I was a construction worker, uh, great job. I could have done really well in there, in that space. I was really bad with my finances. So I was terrible with my finances and I had back then a bad drinking problem. So you put those two together and I, I was terrible with my money. Um, but I, I always knew I wanted more out of life. Um, I wanted something different. I, I knew back then, even in my early twenties, I hated having a boss. I just couldn't stand it. Um, so, you know, I'll turn a long story into a short one. 2002, I, I bought three houses and, um, I wasn't right personally right um you know i was drinking back then i i didn't have any education about real estate i met a gentleman that um sold me these houses and um you know he bought them for 25 sold them to me for 100 and um i bought them i didn't know any better and um i i learned a lot but you know every tenant ended up owing me like $5000 um, I wasn't working at that time and it was a mess. So I declared bankruptcy. Luckily, uh, everything was in my own name, all my own money. I uh, gave the houses back to the bank in great condition, handed the keys over. And that was my first introduction to real estate. Um, I got my ass kicked and I was so happy to be out of it. I'm telling you. But I, I always knew though, Jamie, I'm like, I know I'll be back. 
I, I didn't know when, 2007, my bankrupt, bankruptcy was finalized, but I always knew I'll be back. Uh, I'm just not ready yet. Wow. What, uh, how long was the pain of the bankruptcy truly? Like, what was it before you could, you could sort of put that behind you? How long did that take? Um, well, I'll just give you just like, I'll just tell you like what was going on. Like my skin broke out, um, acne and I, I was so stressed out trying to make this happen. I took a $28,000 second mortgage on my personal home to make these notes for these rental rental houses. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, but I'm like, I, I just need to make these notes. I burned through that $28,000 paying the bank. Um, and I was a wreck. I didn't know what to do. And I met with a lawyer. And then that was when finally I was like, oh my gosh, I can breathe again. Um, so I could breathe at that point up to, you know, the bankruptcy finalizing, the bankruptcy finalized. And I said, you know what? No more debt for me ever again. I'm going to pay cash. I learned a very valuable lesson. I blame no one but myself. Mm. Um, it was a great learning experience looking back now, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but um, I, I, I just, um, I, I knew I would be back, but... I I was I was okay with it after it finalized. So no, yeah, uh, but, uh, but like, what was the the financial pain? So like, you hear like seven years, you can't get credit, you can't buy a oh, house, yeah. you can't yeah. anything. Like, how long did that yeah. take for you to sort of you know get back, or where where it wasn't like this bankruptcy was something looming over you anymore? How long did that take? It was always there, but uh, it takes seven years, I believe, seven or ten to come off of. I think it might be ten to come off of your credit report. Um, at first, I didn't care because I right. was now working again. I was uh, paying cash for everything. So to me, I had my truck. I had my personal home. Um, I was not going to lose those that I kept. And I just said, I don't care. I'm, I'm paying cash for everything. So until I 2014, we got back into the real estate game. I had met my wife. Um, we decided we both have this passion for buying real estate. And... Uh, that's when you know it started to surface again. Oh, you've you've had a bankruptcy, but mm. it really didn't hold me back because we got creative real quick uh, with our financing. So um, it just was always there, kind of a black mark. Um, but it never it never held me back really. And and you know I'd always thought in the beginning too when I first started doing podcasts and things like that. I'm like I'm not sure if I'm going to tell people that. But I thought you know what, fuck it. That's my life, man. That's that's what happened to me. Yeah. And hopefully there's people out there that maybe that could help or have gone through the same thing. And and you know what I mean? You you're gonna get beat up, but that doesn't mean you have to stop. You can't get back in the game. The real quick it just popped into my head. The hundred thousand you paid, was that a piece or for all three houses? Um, that was a piece. So yeah, wow. for every house and they are worth, uh, I mean, they, they weren't worth it. You know, when, when I went to uh, a closing, one of the ladies uh, at the closing table said, you know, I bought them all from this guy, uh, two of them from this guy and one from another person. But she said, do you know, he's just buying HUD houses and selling them to you, flipping them to you. And I didn't, I had no idea what that meant. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I, whatever. I'm buying real estate. I'm good. I've heard real estate. Good. Yeah. Right? I don't know. He told me it was good. It, it was a good deal. And I'm, I'm going to make a lot of money. And I, I was stupid enough to believe him, you know, and I had no education on it. So, I mean, th those are all my fault. So I don't blame him or, um, 
you know, he, he, he maybe shouldn't have operated in that manner, but I, I always put the blame on myself, right? I should have made better decisions. I love the whole point about like never liking to have a boss. I, I, you know, it's so funny how some people understand that way early and they never do. And others like me or you to, to a lesser extent, maybe uh, learn that lesson as you go. And for some reason you feel like, at least I did, there's something wrong with me for not but yeah. then, you know, at some point I could lean into who I truly, who I truly am, which is, you know, uh, somebody who enjoys being creative and entrepreneurial and all of that good stuff. Um, what was, you went to a property management company after that. How did you tell me that story? How did you find this property management company? And what was the moment where you decided I'm quitting this career I've known and I'm going to work for this guy? Can you walk me through that story? Yeah. Let me, let me just tell you everything changed though. In 2011, uh, I quit drinking. So with the help of God, I, I quit drinking. And then that's where my life slowly started to change. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's so important because I never would have met my wife. Um, so in 2014, I got a job with the union and I was a crane operator and the union actually hired me as a business agent or an organizer. Um, so I had two pensions. I had a truck, a phone. Um, I had a great job. I, I enjoyed it. Who were you making? And, um, I was making 85,000 okay. at that point, 85 yeah. grand, um, no truck payment, health insurance and a pension. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we started buying rentals. Like I said, my wife and I in 2004, end of 2014, December closed on our first one. And over the two year period, now I'm a business agent and we have amassed 11 rentals. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I could see I'm going in this direction. I, I do not want to stay in, in where I'm at here. It was a great job. But again, I hated having a boss. I wanted more out of life. There, there was just some th- more things I wanted. So I was really tracking in the other, other direction. And I'll, I'll tell you the truth. What, what really happened was I, was I was doing a job and there was some conflict of interest. I was told to do something and I didn't want to do it. And I, morally, I just said no. And my boss said, go wait, at me at, go wait for me at Starbucks uh, in Novi. And, uh, I want you to sit there and I'm going to come in there and we're going to have a chat. And I'm like, shit, dude, I'm fired. This is it. And, uh, everything is going through my mind. You know, I'm a third generation, my, my father, my grandfather, like there's a lot here on the line. And I'm like, dude, what am I going to tell these people tell my family I got fired. And, um, so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my, my friend, my mentor, um, you know, he's kind of walked me through these steps of buying real estate and what he's done. We didn't talk that much, but but we were friends, casual friends, and um, and all of a sudden I I get a text as I'm sitting there waiting for my boss to come in, and I'm like, oh, what what's this? This is interesting, and it was a picture of a check, and it said my biggest check to date because he refinanced. It was for six hundred and thirty five thousand dollars, and I was like. Dude, I am boom like that. I'm like, I'm gone, dude. I am. I don't care what they say when they come in here. I am quitting. I'm going to do whatever they say. You want to punish me? Yeah, that's great. You know, bring it on. I'll do whatever you want, but I'm, I'm out. I was mentally checked out. Something broke inside of me. Mm. And I was like, I'm moving on. Now, I, Jamie, I had no idea how at all. I didn't know how I was going to quit that job. I just knew I was quitting. And the cool thing was, Two months later, I was working for that boss 
And I was a director of operations for his property management company overseeing 800, uh, a little over 800 units. So yeah, setting the intention incredible. is so damn important, man. Like you, you know, you put the intention out there. And like you said, it's not that you, same thing. When I left my job, I, it was like a month or two before I quit that I said, I'm done. Yeah. And it's like you said, like, I, you know, yeah. I had an idea of what I think, like, you you know, real estate, I, I, I want to be in that space, but it was just the decision of I'm done. And then that just cracked the, cracked the earth open and showed me like, all right, then here's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And all of a sudden, like you said, I'm gone. I love that story. Um, what happened in the meeting when your boss came into Starbucks? What was the discussion? Um, basically it was, you know, so we, I, I got a head boss and then I, I got a boss above me. Right. And it was the boss above me. And, um, and he just, oh, you know, they're really mad at typical, uh, you know, they're, they're really upset with you. You know, it's not me. Right. And straw uh, man. yeah, yeah. Straw man. And basically, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, basically I, I had to have a meeting with, um, like every boss above me, me and these, this other guy that, uh, had the same feeling that he didn't want to do it either. And, um, and basically I got punished. So they sent me to the West side of the state of Michigan and I had to walk a picket line in, uh, December, early December, I think it was just freezing my ass off. And, uh, funny thing was, though, I'm walking the picket line and you know, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to, but I have a, a broker sending me apartment deals. So I'm walking it, I'm looking at apartments. I go to my hotel that night and I'm running numbers on buying an apartment. And uh, I'm like, this is just so surreal. You know what I mean? No, nobody knows that like, I, just my life is moving in this direction. Already and, and I'm, yeah. I'm letting this piece hold me up is what I was doing, right? Because I hadn't checked out of it yet. So it was just what, really interesting. What was the infraction that got you the Starbucks sit down? What didn't you want to do that they wanted you to do that led you to that spot? I'm just curious. I don't think you've ever told yeah. me. Uh, it was, uh, we were, um, it had to do with like picketing and, um, what we were doing is we were in front of a company and we were following trucks. Like it's, it's in our legal right to do that. So I, I want to be clear that what they asked me to do is in the job description, but I had a police officer come to me and say, if you come back, I will arrest you. Mm. And in, I knew I was going in another direction. And I'm like, I can't get arrested if I'm going to be uh, raising money for deals, doing different things, right? I'm like, that. this is not what, and it's not what I want. I don't want to get arrested. Right. And he said, "You're. I see you back here. I'm arresting you. And I said, that's it. I, I'm, I'm not going to come back. So um, just just to, to show you the other side, like that is in the, the you know, they, they would have been willing to fight, but I, I would have had to go to court for that. And, and I was like, I just... I, I don't want to do it. I didn't want to be there. I didn't agree with the operation to begin with in the beginning. So um, right or wrong, that's just how I felt. You re-enter real estate, you buy one, you scale to 11. How did you know the one, the first one that you bought? What did you do differently? What I know you had learnings, but like yeah. what was different in buying those 11 versus the first three? The first three, um, I, I, it, it was miserable it was terrible so we watched big started watching bigger pockets in october 2014 bought a house in december 2014 i'm trying to work on it back then i had no idea what i was doing never had the right tools um we were just wasting time and my wife wasn't living with me so she's driving down um trying to help me work on this house it was 
just a nightmare. Then we ended up finally hiring somebody to to work on it. Um, but those those first three, um, I, the first eleven was just all the learning process. I don't think you know. I mean, we got a little bit better over time, but even even the first eleven, like um, I just was talking the other day, I paid a guy. I think $1,100 to put four sheets of uh, drywall up on a ceiling and finish it. I didn't know. I mean, you know, drywall is cheap. Um, but, you know, I, I probably wouldn't pay that today. And that was back in 2015. Mm. That was a lot of money. So, yeah. um, you know, just just made a lot of mistakes. But, um, yeah, I think I made those mistakes all the way through 11 units. How did you, how did you analyze that first deal? So you you have three that you go bankrupt on 20 years mm -hmm. or 15 years earlier, whatever it was, 10 years earlier, uh, three that you go bankrupt on. And then you, you're diving back in. Like, how did you know that first one was a good deal? Was it just bigger pockets and their analyzer yeah. and you trusted it? Or did you have a mentor? Like, how did you reenter real estate at that point? Yeah, no, I was just listening to the podcasts. And um, I think there was a back and napkin math that Brandon Turner had, um, you know, First, you know, you need to know your ARV because we're going to burr it. We're going to refinance it. Um, but, you know, it was um, rent minus mortgage, uh, taxes, insurance, maintenance. Um, what else am I missing? CapEx. Capex. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, and then, yeah. yeah. So and what's your what's your bottom number? So at least I had that going into it. The other thing I had was it was literally like five blocks from my house. And it was $65,000. And I'm like, I know this neighbor, like that's cheap. And it was, it needed everything. Little did I know, but um, I knew the neighborhood. So I knew that like, I've lived here my whole life. I know what's going to happen with this property. And uh, that with those two things together, that gave us enough to, uh, to buy the house. Yeah. 65,000. I think. How'd you was. buy it? Money down. Uh, my wife had twenty grand. I had twenty grand. We put it together, and we put uh, we bought it FHA. She was going to live there, mm. and uh, so we put like three point five percent down, and um, then we we had to do the driveway. We had to do the roof. We had to do the electrical. Wow. We had to do the plumbing. We had to do the furnace. We had to do the AC. Um, <laughs> it was a nightmare, and we had to paint the whole house. So by the time we were done, we had all those major things done and we didn't even update the interior. We just <laughs> didn't have the money. So it was crazy. We ran out of money. That That's where we were at with that property. Luckily, we got a great tenant in for like three years. And after she moved out, we did the uh, another 20, 20 grand for the interior rehab. So it needed a lot. So all in, what were you on that property? If you calculated it all, the interior rehab, eventually the first uh, group of rehab, you paid 65 total, 120? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say. Did probably still own it? No, we sold it for 172 to the tenant. Yeah. Um, you know, we probably could have sold it for more, but we, she was already living in there. She was a good tenant. And we said, hey, this will be easy. Um, so that's how we, we've sold a couple of them that way. And we thought, you know what? It's kind of a nice thing to do in this market right now. They would have never been able to buy that if it would have hit the market, the open market. Yeah. yeah. So you're working as a property manager. Um, at the same time, you're looking at buying multifamily of your own. You and you eventually do. So talk yeah. about that first multifamily. What got you into that? How did you? How did you end up uh, getting into that space? 
Yeah. So we're, we're at 11 units and, you know, Monica, my wife, she's 50, 50 partners with me, you know that, but you know, if anybody else doesn't like a hundred percent, 50, 50 partners, man. And, um, so she's, we're, she's running the math on it going, okay, grand, if we make a hundred dollars a house, right. That's, um, to make 10,000 a month, right. Passive cash flow, we'd have to buy, uh, what's that? Um, a hundred houses, hundred houses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like a hundred houses. And it just hit me. I'm like, I can't do this. She was working full-time. I was working full-time at that time. I'm like, there is no way I can do that. We just did 11 in two years and it was like tough. Yeah. And I got guys working on them, but I'm feeding the material, doing all the walkthroughs, doing the lease ups. I was doing everything myself back then. Now my wife does everything. Um, we've reversed roles. Um, so I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't do that. And, um, that's when we said, you know what, we're going to switch to multifamily from now on. And, and we actually got tested right after it was 2017. We made that decision and, uh, a lender that the private lender gave me a call and he's like, Hey, Grant, um, pick a house, any, any house you want, uh, in one of the cities you live in there. And, um, I'll buy the house for you and you can rehab it and, uh, pay me back. Because we had already done a deal with him, and I go, it was it was incredible. Because I'm like, man, four years ago, I would have killed for this conversation, mm -hmm. but now I turned him down. I go, I appreciate that, but um, we're moving in a different direction. We're moving into multifamily now, so I I don't want that to take away from our future, uh, you know, in our vision. So I yeah. turned him down. So you grab you picked up a twenty unit as your first one yeah. today. I think you're at forty one. <laughs> 41 total units, right? Um, and in this process, 98 uh, with, yeah, with partners, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, we'll Sanitation. get to that. But uh, it, keep up with me, Grant. Allow me to host. You, Take your uh, time. Take you your be time. guest. Okay. Take your time. So 41 units that you own uh, all together, you and your wife together that you own. I love the, uh, we're 100% 50-50 partners. Yeah. I, I was trying to do that math. I don't know what that means, but hey, it's your, it's your thing. It's your show. Oh, um, I have to jab. It's just impossible yeah. for me not to. You know? Yeah. Oh, I know, dude. Believe me. I know. <laughs> so, all right. So you got these 41 units that you and she accumulate. Yeah. Um, and at the yes. same time, you're working at a property management company and you took a step back financially yeah. to yep. make that move to the property management company. Correct. But then you left the property management company, right? Went to yeah. being a realtor. Talk yep. about that for a minute. Like why? What, 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 why leave that? Why go be a realtor? That's a, that's like a startup, you know, it, why? Um, that because I think we had 27 units, maybe when, when I quit, um, it was, I was pulling my hair out. If, if you're in property management, uh, here's a great tip. If you have one or two units and you're in property management and you self-manage, you need to realize what are you going to do at hundred units? You know, are you going to be self-managing these at hundred units? And you need to really think about that because this turns into a very, very serious business quickly. Um, and managing all those units, um, it was a lot of work. And my boss was continually growing, man. The, the dude's a beast and he kept adding units. So we're constantly um, onboarding units, apartment buildings. And uh, it was a lot. We had an 11, uh, 12 unit building burned down. I had to put back together. Um, it was it was a lot going on. So Monica, like I think eight months maybe before I quit, she's like, that's it. You're quitting your job. 
And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, you're done in eight months. You're going to, I did the math. This is what we're going to do. This is how much we're going to have in the bank. Um, you're going to quit your job. We're going to buy you a truck. Um, cause I had a company truck. So we're, we're going to buy you a car before you quit. So we'll have that. Um, and she's like, that's it. So every day, you know, I'd come home and she'd be like, okay, seven months left, you know, six months left. And, um, I, I gave him four weeks notice and, uh, I, I quit. It was just was too much. But the thing is all those apartments we owned, we had to rehab every single unit, all 27 of them that we owned at that time. So we were doing that out of cash flow. So we weren't cash flowing a lot of money. So my wife's like, look, you're already a realtor. People already know you in this space, in the real estate space in our community. So you're just going to go sell residential real estate. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. And then that's going to um, pick up some of the slack uh, for some of this income that we're going to be missing. Sure. So, you know, all throughout this process, so one thing we've always done is we cut expenses. We cut our expenses down to like $50,000. Um, we weren't doing anything. Um, I mean, it's like it, four it, grand a month, right? I mean, that's mortgage, yeah. that's car payment, that's, you know, food, that's four grand a month. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And it was really, really tough, dude. And uh, there's times like I, I was telling Seth to go abundance event. I'm like, uh, there's times I would ask myself, like, um, would my wife have been better off meeting someone else and being with someone else? Because yeah. I, it was tough because I couldn't provide like the life, you know, that I, I want her to have. And I'm excited for both of us to share, not at that point. So, you know, it was, it was really tough, especially, but the great thing, like we would never would have been able to do it if we weren't both on the same page. But like, I shared that with my, with Monica and she's like, she's like, listen, man, this is my dream too. This isn't just your dream. So don't think that, um, you know, you're just in this alone. I'm in here cutting expenses too, because I want to live that dream as well. So luckily we were both on the same page and we always have been, and we never, she just said yesterday, she's like, we never fought about money. Mm. We never did. We just knew any money we had wasn't ours right? That was the businesses. And that was for acquiring more real estate. So when he refinanced anything we had, we were great with never looking at that and touching it. And we're eating peanuts over here. Um, you know, cause there's times we'd have a couple hundred thousand in the bank, but that's for acquiring more real estate. Cause that's going to move us forward in our life. Yeah. The, um, so you did scale to 41 units, you become a realtor. Um, with the, like you said, not much money coming in. What was the experience for you of being a realtor? Um, to be honest, I hated it. Um, I didn't like it because I felt that, um, I had a, I I liked working with people that, that wasn't the problem. Um, what I hated about it was I'm doing, I'm, I'm looking to buy more apartments, right? So I have this going on and being a realtor takes a lot of time. You're you need to always be available. And I always was. And it took away from my dream of buying more apartment buildings. So that's why I hated it because I was always on call, check into this. I, I did, I probably did more free work than I did pay, paid work. And, and that's the truth. And now over time, if I stayed in it, I would have built a, a huge business. Um, because I knew that I knew I needed to give, you know, do free work and give back. Um, but 
yeah, it just, it just wasn't for me because I, I would, again, I'm moving in this direction and being a realtor was taking me in this direction. Yeah. So you went from a job that if you get the truck and some of the benefits is six figures a year, right? Like you're not paying for gas, insurance, truck, expense, right? Like, so you're, you're making six right. figures as a crane operator and a union, uh, whatever yep. you were, a union person. Yep. Um, you go down a peg to yeah. a, a salaried position with um with uh you know running a, a property management company yeah. then you go down a peg we'll say to zero <laughs> yeah, right no income um yeah. you know living off of of you know limited cash flow what was your cash flow at that point when you went to be a realtor about 2000 a month um i think we were taking 3000 a month 3000 a month right so you're yeah. living you're living very it. frugally your wife's not working at a job she's working on the business of building right. a real estate portfolio uh, and you you did you you pared it all the way down to to uh, to where you needed to. I mean, that takes a lot of discipline, it takes a lot of uh, of effort. You mentioned you and your wife didn't fight about money. Did it did it create any issues for you between you though? Being that, I don't know, ha having to having to pare it down that much, or was the dream enough to keep you two from getting into the thick of uh, of uh, of any battles or anything like that? Uh, oh no, there were there were battles. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there was battles, but more on my end though, dude. I'm, you know, my wife. She's yeah. level-headed and and what I'm I'm like, you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm just more passionate, more and um yeah, there were battles, but that that was because I didn't know how to handle them and I didn't know how to grow. And and I I it, it was really my fault. And but I mean, during the time I remember sitting there, you know, going this has got to work. It's got to work because it worked for him. My mentor, it worked for him. So believe me, we're sitting there with nothing, you know, just these properties, right? And, and net worth is building up, you know, but you can't eat net worth. And that's what people really don't understand when they get into this. I mean, it takes some money to do these things. And, um, you know, you just got to be get creative with it. But yeah, I, I remember sitting there going, it's got to work. It's got to work. So yeah. it was it was very very frustrating at times. Yeah, look, you were down. When I met you, uh, you were asset rich, cash poor, right? Um, our, our net worths were probably yeah. similar. I think you're a tick ahead of me at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, but my cash was good because I had a big job and yeah. you know all this other stuff. So I, you know I'm in abundance and I keep getting on you about joining it, right? Probably with a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, stank on it, as I like to say. Like what's yeah, you wrong were with you a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's a better <laughs> way to say it. Yeah. But I mean, I bust your balls, you bust mine all the time. But that was yeah. it, I look at I honestly look at uh, when I say to somebody you should join GoBundance. That's akin to me saying I love you enough to say that. Does that yeah. make sense? And it's not now that it like, that, yeah, right. It, it sounds like that. As even as I say that, it sounds like some sort of like MLM pitch or whatever, yeah. but it's not that. It's, there's nothing There's nothing uh, about it that you join and it's like, ooh, now you're indoctrinated, <laughs> thing yeah. like that. But man, the level of thinking that I just didn't have exposure to that I got, I can't quantify. Well, I can actually. I just recently quantified it, right? It was, what did I say? 84 in. 84,000 in for me and 600K has been my actual return on being a member of GoBundance. So if people need numbers. There you go. Yeah. But you resisted it. Yeah. But then 100%. you eventually put it on a credit card. So yeah. it wasn't as if you found 10 grand <laughs> and joined my it. life. Yeah. So, well, but tell me about that. Why yeah. the resistance and then why the, why putting on a credit card? This is a, what, two years where we, was I all over you? A yeah, half, two or maybe? three. No, it yeah. was a long time. Um, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it wasn't three, but it felt like it, dude. Every time we talked, you were like, "You need to join Go Abundance." I'm like, "Just stop with it, all right?" Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I actually had a phone call January, what, 20, 2021 um, with a GoBundance guy about joining. And um, yeah, I I think accountability was one of the things. I didn't want to be held accountable. I didn't want anybody to hold me accountable. And and I thought that's what it would be, this, you know, this extreme accountability. And and it's really whatever you want it to be. And now I enjoy more accountability. So I I asked for it, but um, the guys in my pod were, you know, were like, hey, what do you want to be accountable for next week? So it's uh, we're not extreme accountabilities, but it's all over, it's it's for anyone. But that was one of the one of the things, but the reason I joined. I've I've always known proximity is power, right? And I I've always known if I can get around people that are successful, it, it's just going to rub off on me. And I was going to an event. I got invited to Apartment Association of Michigan. They had an event at the Pontiac Airport, and my mentor and I used to ride to these events together when he had fifty units and I had eleven, right? And now he's got like twelve hundred or whatever it is. We'd ride in the car and we'd bullshit and I'd drive and, and he would just talk. And so it was great. So I called him. I'm like, hey, man, are you going to go to this event? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm actually going. I said, cool. Let Do you want to ride together? And he goes, yeah, actually, I got ruined my helicopter if you want to jump in my helicopter. <laughs> of course, I want to jump in your helicopter. So his life's changed dramatically through real estate. So. I, I get in his helicopter, we go to the event and all of these, you know, there's guys that um, own 50,000 units, 20,000 units, uh, 3,000 units, just all over the map. And some, a couple of guys had their jets there and they had us, we were able to get in their jets and, and talk to them and ask them questions. Everybody there was just amazing too. The guy that owned 3,000 said, hey, I'll, uh, you know, what, what do you do? And I told him, I said, oh, we only own 41 units, you know, and he's like, Good for you, man. He's like, that's so awesome. Good for you and your wife. He's like, keep doing it. This is the best thing I've ever found to create wealth. And uh, I, I was blown away. And I was like, I don't have the that kind of people and those kind of people in my life. I need to get around these kind of people. Like, again, something snapped in my life where I'm like, I need this. This is what I need. Because I always had this rocky mentality that I we struggled to build a 41 units and I'm this blue collar shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. All that, that limiting bullshit that I, I would say. And I'm like, looking around, like none of these guys, these guys all struggled to get to where they're at too. But none of these guys have that chip on their shoulder that they're, you know what I mean? Be, yeah. Because they've got past that and they've grown. So I'm like, I need to change my mind. I need to get away from this limiting belief. And the next day I was like, that's it. I'm joining abundance. So I I joined the next day, put it on that credit card, and and my wife and I are like, oh, we'll figure out how to pay it. <laughs> That's how we join. <laughs> so yeah. you join, you're making about what three thirty five, maybe four thousand a month. No, three to thirty five hundred a month in cash flow at that point. That three you grand, doing. three grand right. a month. Right, yeah. right, right. And you were you were pouring, you know, you're going back in and pouring your cash flow back into rehabbing units and making sure that you're running the business right or whatever. Yeah, I think you had a conversation within a month or two with Phil Moeller, and I know you saw a post from Brian Beers in the in the group yeah. or whatever. Um, talk about what what happens next for you. Um, in the next couple of months after you joined? Yeah, I, I saw a post. Um, it was for, um, it, it was for a loan and I don't want to get into too many yeah, specifics no, on that, no. but 
it, it was it something was, that not everybody knew about. It was a loan program not everybody knew about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was out there and I had no idea about it. I saw a post on it. The, the, the guy in the, it was a GoBundance Facebook group said it takes like 15 minutes to check how much you could get. And I'm like, all right, great. I'll do it. So I just put my info in and um, yeah, we ended up getting, I think it was $400,000 total um, <laughs> for these businesses to, to right. build these businesses. And what that did was now all of a sudden, we have money because what we should have done, we, we should have got construction loans for these, these apartment buildings and had the bank finance all these rehabs. We rehabbed 33 units in three years, um, all out of cash flow out of the buildings. And the rehabs are eight to 10,000 around, right. um, depending, right? So yeah, 300 grand, 300 grand in three years that you just, you, you put into it when you could have been giving yourself cash flow and, and having a, a, a construction loan on it. Yeah. Yes. So now these buildings were able to take a loan and these buildings were able to rehab, uh, through those loans. So it was incredible. It, it changed our whole life. So, um, now we were going from anywhere, um, now we're about 8,000 a month cash flow. That we, we like to keep it there. The end of the year, we'll catch up and see what's left over and then give ourselves out uh, whatever's left. But we like to be conservative with everything. So that's that's about where we're at now. Yeah, man. So like, yeah, so you unlock about 5,000 in cash flow by a couple of conversations per month, by the way, per month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your growth has been pretty impressive. I, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you've, uh, you've become a bit of a content creator. Um, you put out really good content specifically on people who are looking to upgrade apartment buildings, get into the real estate space. Very, very specific. You show, Hey, this is what happens when this happens. Uh, this is, this is, uh, uh, when a carpet gets dirty, this is what I yeah. do. Right. And you show everything that happens. So anybody should follow you and you'll give them your handle at the end of this, um, bigger pockets picked you up recently as a yeah. collaborator, right? They loved your content. Contributor. contributor, excuse me. And so your, yeah. your content gets posted with bigger pockets. So you've, you've, you've grown up in the space here and now you've got this, Oh, you've also syndicated a deal since then, right? Like yeah. you got thinking yeah. bigger, met somebody, you know, talked to some guys in Park City, got thinking bigger, and you've syndicated a 98 unit, correct? In in uh, with a team in uh in Huntsville, Alabama. So all of a sudden you've got all this growth happening, all of that. You have temptation though when you start to grow, right? Yeah. And you and I've yeah. had these conversations recently as yesterday yeah. on doing maybe different things because you got the shiny yeah. object syndrome, seeing this, oh, I should do that, I should do this, I should do that. Yeah. How do you combat that? Do you combat that? How do you stay in your lane or do you stay in your lane? How do you work through the idea that you've, you've got your mindset has shifted? I think you would say that. Yeah. Your mindset oh, yeah. has shifted, right? Like you, you've gone from, I'll tell this story because nothing is sacred. Your yeah. website. I remember Grant and I talking and I said, hey, man, yeah, this guy will do your website for 500 bucks and then it's 30 bucks a month. And he's like, oh, do I? Do I have to pay the 30 bucks a month? They're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's 30 bucks a month. Like, yeah. get over it. What, what is the matter with you? Yes, you have to pay the $30 a month for them to host it. Now you've got like virtual assistants. You're going out with Ryan Pineda to hang with yeah. him for four or five grand. You spent money to go 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 yeah. play golf with him to learn and grow. You're going to these events. It's like not like, oh my God, you're spending money, but you're all of a sudden seeing yourself as valuable and you're investing in that, which warms my heart. So yeah. how do you avoid now that you've got you've tapped into this growth phase, getting out of alignment or going into into alleys that maybe you don't need to because it's just exciting and everyone else is doing it? Because that's a hard thing in go buttons, shiny object syndrome. Yeah, I what I do, I get just as excited as whoever's showing it to me, and I go, I'm gonna do it. Yay, I'm all in. 
And then yeah. the next day, or I talk to you or I, I, it, you know, the wheels start to turn because, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. And then, you know, yesterday, again, they're, they're saying we had a go abundance Michigan uh, chapter um, meetup and they're like, you know, inch wide, mile deep, you know, and where am I an inch wide and a mile deep in apartment buildings? Yeah. So as I'm sitting there, I mean, it just brings you back to reality. Like, do I need to go off and start learning about this again? No, here's, here's where I focus. So that's what I do. I get super excited. And then I talk to you or someone else in go abundance and say, Hey, what that knows me really well. Sure. Sure. Say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. How does that, what, what, what does that fit with? And like you said, you're like, I, I, I know you, I know what you're trying to accomplish. And uh, it just doesn't seem to, that's just not the path of, of your goals. That's accountability, right? You talk about extreme yeah. accountability. That is extreme accountability. Cause a lot of people might be like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Good for you. You know, but extreme yeah. accountability is saying, I mean, do what you got to do, obviously, but doesn't make any sense given the trajectory that you said you wanted to go on the labels you've given yourself yeah. as far as the future version of you right so yeah. and it's the same the other way like you know i i do i am yoda to your ugly luke skywalker yeah. but sometimes yoda's willing to take a take a shot uh back here and there and you do yeah you do okay and well and you're grasshopper and and you're a dick so i mean you're really good at that at being a dick so i mean i really appreciate that you know, oh, so really good with the dick. That's what I heard. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. with that. Thank always, you, Grant. Always back to the dick. Jeez. Very kind. Very kind. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. You, what is next? What, what's the trajectory for you? What What do you see happening in the next, you know, year, two years? What's the vision for Grant Warrington? Um, one thing we're doing is we're moving. So we're, we're excited. We're going to St. Pete, uh, Florida, and we're going to go down there, check it out. And, um, just, just see if it's right for us. But regardless, we're moving. We're moving out of Michigan. Great. We live in a great spot, but just sick of these winters. Um, so we're going to move down there. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're being called down there. Um, so I'm the things I'm going to do is um, focus on my content, content creation. I like to say I'm the guy that what happens after you buy an apartment building, like there's so many websites that'll teach you how to buy one. What happens after you buy one? You know who do, who put your flooring in? What kind of flooring do you use? What kind of paint schemes? How do you clean uh, uh, smoke a smoky unit? Right? What do you do there? Uh, just all these. There's all these different things that there was no answers for that I couldn't find. So that's what I'm filling that niche. I feel and just saying, hey, here's what we did. Here's what worked for us. So I'm going to focus on that, and then also um, we're we're going to reach out to some brokers in the Tampa area or in the Florida area as well, and uh, we're going to see what we can do in that space. I love it. Man. Apartment I, buildings. There's you've got some great tips, so people should follow you because you've got some great tips, even on like, uh, hey, how do I find painters or contractors? It's like, yeah. well, go to a large apartment building because they're going to you're going to see a truck there. Snag yeah. a photo of the of the truck's phone number, and then even you create an album in your phone for contractors, right? Or for painters yep. or whatever. So you've got it all right there. Like yep. not only the idea, but then the system, right? Yeah. So I, I, there's, that's just one. And you've got a, yeah. you've got for days, you've spoken at a couple of events of mine where you just went through and did your whole, and another thing thing, which I don't yeah. like, don't do that anymore. But and another um, thing, yeah, stop. So you went through all of that and there's so much there, so much value that you offer in that regard. And the move to Florida, uh, there's two things that jumped to mind for me. One is 
that is not who you were a year ago. Like just to leave Michigan, you were embedded, right? Like this is life. This is what it was. Even maybe not a year ago, but two, yeah. three, four years ago, right? Like this is, this is what you are Michigan. And now you've got this whole thing, but I do find it funny that Yoda happens to be moving out of the state to uh, the Dominican Republic and, you know, ugly Luke decided maybe I'll go with the shorter version and, jo- and just, just Short. into Florida, just into yeah. Florida, just, just yeah. shy. Right. I like I, just did my I take the full shot. Right. Yeah. Like I go, I go the hundred yards, you go 80. And that's exactly. okay. That's, that's what we are. You are 80% of me. And that's exactly right. nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And no, you're, you're a hundred percent, right. Um, because yeah, like I live in Trenton, Michigan. Right. And I was live and die in Trenton. That was it. Like, this is where I was going to be. I'm from here. And and it was ingrained in me, right? And then we started going out and experiencing, you know, nicer restaurants and just some different things in different areas and on vacation. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more out there. And and yeah, something again changed. And I'm like, I want to experience more. So yeah. Grant Grant called me to ask, um, uh, how do I, how do I uh how do I get I have a bag? Do I bring it on the plane? Like, yes, Grant. Where where have you been for the last thirty five years? You bring a bag and a carry on. <laughs> a carry on is under the seat. Or, I'm sorry, a, a personal item goes under the seat, and the bag. There's a bin above you. A bin. You put it in there. So you now know, you've and you know, you would think, right? A guy who's been cutting costs for all these years hasn't traveled. Reach out, reaches out to his good buddy to ask him a question. You'd yeah. think he'd be cool about it, but no. We get back to that being a dick. So yes. here we yes. go. Yep. So I, I appreciate yeah, it. It's 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 what you needed. It's I what you needed. <laughs> Extreme accountability. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this with the GoBundance card game question. The question is: What is something you don't give yourself enough credit for? Um, I think our unit count, 41 units, I'm constantly telling people, it. well, we only own 41 units. I never give ourselves credit and shame on me. And that's one thing I'm changing. I'm proud of what we've done, what we have done, and what we are doing moving forward. And I've always been proud of my unit. We'll end it with that. Grant, always a pleasure to have you. How could people, how could people find you, follow you, all the great content that you put out? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Grant Warrington. I'm on, I'm on uh, TikTok, Grant Warrington, and YouTube, Grant Warrington. Easy enough. Brother, it's always a pleasure. We'll get Thanks, this episode buddy. out soon. And yeah, it's great seeing you again. Thanks, man.